It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators Podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best, and Florida's good. Uh, we, we've discussed <laughs> how good Florida can be, how fast they are. Uh, they have some dangerous players, Jonathan Huberdeau, Alexander Barkov. They've recovered pretty well from missing Aaron Ekblad. I mean, even Spencer Knight comes in, they have a little bit of, I won't say goaltender controversy, but they have even more talent now in net now. Spencer Knight coming in, even came in in relief in this game. So the National Predators definitely definitely had a lot thrown out. It was, it was a barn burner at first, and it turned into a kind of a blowout. But Yusuf Saros uh, with career high in terms of saves, I mean, he he deserved better. I know John Hines even said it, that Yusuf Saros deserved better. He faced – Ford had 55 shots. 55 shots from the Florida Panthers. So, Matt, did Yusuf Saros deserve better in this game? He deserved a hell of a lot better than whatever was in front of him tonight. I haven't seen a defensive breakdown that horrible for the latter half of the game in a very long time. Um, and it's not even this season that I'm thinking of a defensive breakdown that that's that bad. I was joking around with Kyle. I was like, the Preds should probably take some notes on how Florida's protecting this lead, but at the same time keeping their foot on the Predators throat because anytime we've ever seen the Preds try and protect the lead, this doesn't work, but Saros deserves so much better. He deserves some competence in the slot. He deserves defensemen who are willing to like clean out the front of the net. Uh, he deserves proper breakouts from his own end. This game, anybody who blames Saros or blames that Heinz should have started Pekka, it truly doesn't matter. You could have put Vasilevsky in net tonight and he would have been lit up just as badly. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, we're going to talk about it in segment two about like why this meltdown occurred, but poor Saros. The, this is just, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. <laughs> so Johnny did ask the question, why not start Pekka tonight? Um, saying that Saros deserved the night off after how hard he worked. Well, that's not how this team's been rolling. And when we say that Saros is going to start, we're, we're trying to get into the mind of the coach and the way the team's rolling. Uh, typically, in a back-to-back situation, yeah, you, you, your backup would start one of the two games. But being in the playoff hunt uh, and the, the chase for the playoffs and knowing that you have three days off right after the game, that's why you go with your hot hand right now and starts to spin the hot hand. I mean, still, I mean, he made a lot of saves. His, his percentages don't look that bad in terms of save he, percentage because of, <laughs> because of all the saves he had to make. He faced game. 21 shots in the first period. He faced yeah. another 21 in the second period. And then in the third period, he faced 13 unbelievable scoring chances, pretty much. Uh, if you, like, after the first period, when I saw shots were 21 to 8, I thought to myself, what did I say last podcast? I said, this is the most unsustainable find-a-way-to-win hockey that I've ever seen. And it's just, if your win condition is your goalie performing at a historic level every night, you're going to have some problems. Yeah, you are. And, I mean, aside from that, their individual efforts – in terms of on the scoreboard, I mean, Ryan Ellis, two goals in this game, but then there's there, there are a lot of questionable things that happened in this game. There's not one player's fault uh, for how this went down. It was another one of those breakdowns. We've seen this team have some breakdowns before too, but does this concern me that much? 
No, it really doesn't because we know they're not going to match up the best against the top three teams. Had this been against Dallas or Chicago or Columbus or Detroit, way more concern there, especially against Dallas. Just just I mean, because just because of those are the teams that's who you need to beat right now. They split the series of Florida. That's that's actually not bad when you look at the bigger picture. Th- this Florida team for the second half of the season has been so banged up. They and have their goaltending's been banged up. Uh, Hornquist wasn't in the lineup tonight. Uh, they don't have Ekblad. So the first half Panthers team, unbelievable. They're legit. The second half Panthers team, I mean, they have Lamico in the first, Hepaniemi, and like up in the top six. They have these guys that are playing top six roles as plug and play guys right now, and they're still out here pumping fifty five shots. So the fact that they weren't full strength and were able to do that makes me think the Panthers are even deadlier going into next season or when they get everyone full strength. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers are 6-3-1 and one in the last 10. So, yeah, not even healthy. They're still letting it roll, and they're still in that chase. Granted, the Carolina Hurricanes have two games. Uh, so, did, so did the Tampa Bay Lightning. Have, both have two games in hand on Florida in terms of that chase for the number one overall in the Central. But they're still in the hunt. Right there, they're proving that that they are really good <laughs> as a team. They're so, so for for the Predators to split this series, I want to say that's a win, but I say that's that's okay. It's the way they lost this game that I think will hang a little bit in people's heads for the next few days off. Uh, going to Dallas, it, it had it been uh, a five four loss, and you know a lot of goals scored, but it's a tight game, or even a six four loss. I think it's because that it was tight until the third period, and then the wheels just came off. That's what will hang with people. But when you look at the bigger picture of things, they split the series with a very good team. They got two out of four points. And Dallas also lost uh, as well. And we'll, we'll get to that. So they're still in their control of their destiny now. Now it comes down to what's going to happen. But let's go ahead and break down the game a little bit more. Matt was able to watch it for more firsthand. I had to go back and watch because I had my own hockey game. I've only watched the first period live. But let's break down the meltdown. Third period, see what happened. Uh, that up next, Locked on Predators podcast. He's my best, Justin Bradford. Okie dokie, let's talk about Locker Room. Locker Room is fantastic. This episode brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made by sports fans for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Basically, it's a great chat room to talk about your favorite teams, and you can hop into different channels. You can have a lot of fun that way. If you don't want to talk about hockey, you can go talk about the Titans. If you don't want to talk about the Titans, you can go talk about a different hockey team different football team, different baseball team. It really doesn't matter. Uh, You just want to go to locker room to do that. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. Maybe you just want to bag on how bad leagues are ran and just go do that. You'll find fans just like you on locker room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. I can only imagine how bumping a locker room would have been for the Preds because of the third period. So you're going to go to the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. Uh, go do that now. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And you know that I am big on Built Bar and the Built products. They taste great. They're healthy, full of protein. They keep you full. It's great for a snack, great for breakfast, whatever you want. They have great, great flavors. I mean, before my hockey game, I had a little one of those built minis, one of those built bites, a cherry barcia, and it was delicious. Gave me a little bit of extra protein to play with, but also just for a snack, we'll have one of the cookie dough ones. There's so many different flavors. They have fruit flavors, they have your cake flavors, they have your chocolates, your caramels, your peanut butters, whatever you want. It's keto friendly. It's great for you to eat. 
It keeps you full. And you know what? There's a great deal when you go and you place your order. You use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. You're going to see 15% off your order. And hey, your order already includes free shipping. So you go and do that. You get your protein from Built, and you're going to be set for the rest of your day. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to the Locked and Predators podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. And again, uh, this episode brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of the locked on locker rooms. Locker Room, changing the way you talk sports. Okay. Who's to blame for the meltdown? It, it, I mean, going through in just in the, in the locker room, scrolling through everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, empty net goal awarded due to penalty taken. <laughs> oh, so the last time we ch- I checked when I before I went and hit the ice for my own game, Matt, the Predators had a 4-3 lead. <laughs> and then the Predators didn't score any more goals, and the Panthers scored four. Uh, break it down for us, what happened in that third period. Um, imagine me and you got call- called up to the NHL and were told to go play defense. And we had one great defenseman on the team that was playing sound defense, not two, two great defensemen on the team that were playing sound defense. And it was just like, all right, now like clones of me and you have to go out there, play power play, play penalty kill, do all that fun stuff. Um, I know we've been on the Ben Harper is not great train this whole season, but the net front presence that Ben Harper is supposed to bring wasn't there. Uh, Eric Goodbranson does not play offense. I don't know if this is a new slash to anyone, but he does not play offense. But you expect him to hit people and play defense. Goodbranson, zero hits tonight. Um, a bunch of just horrible decision-making behind the net. Eric Goodbranson, not great. Roman Yossi looked fine. I'll, I'll say it as it is. Yossi looked fine. Ellis looked good offensively. Defensively, not so great. Uh, they got careless in the third period. Once Tippett scored that bang in goal that I thought was going to go to Sam Bennett. Um, also love my boy tips. So I'm happy you got a six in the season, <laughs> even though it is against the Preds. Um, that's when everything started going downhill. Like the last episode, when I said it's a big snowball, just pushing downhill, you could feel that that one goal right there. And like the two minutes of play right after that actually led to the Vitrano goal. It was just like, Oh boy, here's the momentum. Goodbye. Good night. See you later. And Florida went from, hmm, maybe we don't need to huck every shot known to mankind on Soros because he's robbing us left, right, and center too. Maybe we force the Preds to make some dumb penalties here. And I saw people were up in arms. Even the broadcast team was up in arms about the Yakov Trenin penalty. It, that's a penalty. That's a tripping penalty. You put his hand on the dude's skate. I don't know in what world people are like, that's not a penalty. It's like, okay, so if you're falling, or if I'm falling and you're skating in front of me and I grab your skate, that's a penalty. Like in every sense of the word, it's a penalty. And the broadcast team did go back like a couple minutes later and go, yeah, that was a penalty. That was a penalty. Because of course, when you're seeing it from up there in the press box, you don't necessarily get the replay the quickest. You don't get to see it. And it's kind of hard to see. But man, I saw people going off about it saying the refs are against the Preds. I was like, that's, that's not it. So that theory is out the window as to why they blew the game. The simple answer to the question is they didn't play defense. That's it. Zero defense whatsoever. Um, a lot of the onus on the defenseman, but the forwards deserve a bit of the blame too, but a lot of the onus on the defenseman. 
I mean, you know you're you're not doing a, the best job when you allow 42 shots through two periods, 21 in each in terms of trying to maintain the game and that will wear you down. That I mean, in any in any level of hockey when you are allowing that many shots it's just going to wear you down cuz it means the the zone time, the possession that your opposition's having, it's just wearing you down. Maybe the scoreboard doesn't match that, but it will come into play. You see it so many times that a team may be really maybe really tight with the game going into the third period. Maybe you're winning 3-2, maybe you're down 3-2. But if a team is completely out shooting like that, that means you're spending a lot of time in your zone and that is extremely exhausting and eventually a dam's going to break. And the dam pretty much broke in the third period. It it absolutely exploded. Uh, So it's one of those things, again, too, I'll say this, it doesn't concern me unless they go and they get blown out by the stars on Saturday. That's when it'll concern me because this is something they can bounce back from. They still are in position to, to make the playoffs if they do the right things. Florida's a very good team. Again, had this been a loss to any of the non-top three teams, a lot more concerning for what happens in the third period. But Florida, damn good team. Jonathan Huberdeau, two five-point games against the Predators this season. He's unbelievable. He's, un- he's That unbelievable. guy is so, something else. Yeah, so, and like him and Sam Bennett are disgusting together that is a great trade by the florida panthers yeah uh shoring up their defenseman with brandon montour too shout out monty <laughs> they just they look unstoppable and they're not even 100 percent. but i will say this i did watch a lot of the stars and hurricanes games or a game last night and it was five to one and if you look at the score sheet you go well they got shellac too not really kadobin didn't look great and that's where most of the blame for that game goes um, but the team as a whole, they had their offensive chances. The stars look good. They didn't get outshot by nearly 30. Right. They look good. They got outshot by two. They competed against Carolina. It was just could open kind of let them down. So I, I don't think the stars are going into this next matchup. We'll talk about it more in the next segment with their head down. And just better be glad that Florida is not going to be in the Predators division. <laughs> I know. Same thing with Carolina. I mean, if any, I do enjoy watching these those teams because they're fun to watch. The young talent, the, the, the speed on both those teams. But if you're a Predators fan, you better be glad. Then it's like, oh, that's right. Colorado's coming back. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have <laughs> Carolina and Florida in my division than Colorado. I know. I know. But Florida with what Joel Quenville has, and we've seen what Joel Quenville is capable of as a coach when he has good young talent and what he can do with them and mold them. And obviously, they made some very good moves before the trade deadline to solidify. Mm-hmm. Florida's in good position. They're in good position. Uh, to, I want to say necessarily make a deep run, but they're in good position for their future as well. Not maybe not necessarily this year, just because of the matchup that may happen for them, but they're just in good position for their future. And Florida fans should be absolutely excited about them. And obviously Carolina fans have played plenty to celebrate and be excited about there too. All right. So the national Predators have three days off, which is insane to think about in this season. When you think of all these teams that are having to make up games and they're squeezing so many in, but the predators are able to get some rest, regroup, uh, relax a little bit and settle in and prepare for and a tremendous matchup against Dallas on Saturday in Nashville. Let's discuss that up next. Locked and Predators podcast. He's Matt Best. I'm Justin Frederick. What am I talking about now? It's uh, Bet Online. My pal's over at Bet Online. That's who I'm talking about right now. Uh, you bet your bottom dollar when the Preds were winning. I might have placed a bet on the other team. Where'd I do that? BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I wanted that bet done right away. I put in my wager, I pressed it, and it was immediately done and sent to the book. And they have one of the fastest transaction times. I will say that on this ad read. I will also say that off air. They are pretty good when it comes to live betting. Big fan of that. Uh, not going to read the paper copy like I did last ad because it's 
the same thing and that's only fun to do once when it's new paper copy but you can bet on a ton of things there baseball you can bet on first five innings you can bet on the run totals the props there's so many props on that website i'm a big fan of that uh ufc i think it's vegas 25 is this weekend i'm not 100 percent sure and i would i'd be willing to bet over at betonline.ag that this jake paul or logan paul or whoever the hell is fighting floyd mayweather fight will be on betonline.ag if you take whatever paul it is to win you are wasting your money and i will tell you that right now uh you want to go to betonline.ag and maybe you're going to use some of that money from the 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on to place a bet on the paul and mayweather fight again that's promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit go ahead and waste it bet on one of the paul brothers i will laugh heartedly bet online your online sportsbook experts have you ever seen an nhl player get off a team bus and think to yourself gosh i wish i could dress that nice well with indochino you can indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com with code NHL. Welcome back to the Lockdown Predators Podcast. Justin Brand from Matt Best. I hope Logan Paul gets the absolute crap knocked out of him. Yes. I mean, I would, I would love a one-punch knockout. I mean, I don't. I think Floyd's gonna just beat him down slowly, like, and that's what I want. I'm talking about uh, t- destruction. Well, I don't know how Logan Paul thinks that he's going to fare. He doesn't think better. He's an than idiot. McGregor did, and McGregor's not a boxer, but he's an MMA. He in at the time McGregor was still training all the time. He's not fighting Ben Askren, who looks like a dad bod and went, "Yeah, I'll take this money, thanks." And people will remember who I am. Go ahead, punch me in the head. Like I, that's not even an argument. I there. just dislike Logan Paul and everything he stands for. I just me I, too. Oh, me too. It's, it's absolutely stupid, ridiculous, and I hope he gets his head knocked in. Oh, me too. Oh, speaking of YouTubers, you know I've been binge watching lately. What, Mr. Beast? I never, ever okay. watched Mr. Beast videos until like two nights ago. I haven't either, no. And they're just, they're fun. I thought okay. they were like stupid and dorky and stuff like that, but they're just, they're fun videos. I love, um, I love Ordinary Adventures. They're these folks based out of California. One, the one guy is a horror, he, he writes for a horror blog. Mm. <laughs> um, but they do a lot of these different things where they go to different parks. They do things with food. They do a lot of things with Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, things like that, where they just travel to different places. They went to um, even to Hawaii and stayed on the Alani Resort there and actually found a good deal on how to do that. So they had a nice little blog on That's how cool. to experience that Disney Resort there on uh, in the state of Hawaii. So that was pretty cool. Uh, another one is I love uh, Honest Trailers. I oh, yeah. I've, I haven't trailers. watched a good Honest Trailer in a while. Oh, my god! It's been a while since I've watched that. I'm subscribed, so every time there's a new one, it's bing. That's pretty good. <laughs> they're, they're, they just did John Wick 2 and 3. 
It's the that's most cool. I'll watch one. that because I love the John Wick series as a whole. Oh, uh, if they're they're fantastic. Uh, so, anyways, the uh, there's two more YouTubers I want to bring up. Oh, real go quick. Ahead, Marcus Beltry and Harry Mack. Okay. Harry Mack's a freestyle rapper who will go on like Omegle and give tell people to give him like three words. I and he'll just go. He it's nuts. Harry Mack is wild, yeah. and Marcus Veltri has a perfect pitch, and he just plays piano. And he'll tell people like, "Oh, give me a song," and then he'll listen to it for the first time and play it. And those two had a collab recently. If you like music and talent, then go watch those two guys. So much. I've seen fun. both of them appear on my TikTok feed. They're so good. Their videos. So all right, Dallas coming up. Three days rest, which is which is good for this Predators team because it just gives more time for them to to regroup and recalibrate and get things together because obviously everyone knows both teams know coming into this matchup, this could be another one of those. This is the game. This is the game you look back on. This could be the kind of thing that if you miss by one or two points and you look back at the Dallas game, because they would be the ones that would jump you. Yep. It's going to, it comes down to this right now. And then you're going to have more of this is the game (laughs) for both these teams. But up until this point, this really is the game because it's the head to head, the direct matchup between these two teams. Uh, so it's going to be very curious to see what what the lineup is like for the Predators. I still think it's one of those things that'll be the same. Uh, obviously, you start will get the start. It's not Pecorino may get only one more start this season against Seriously. Columbus. Yeah, it might be Columbus, and depends on the position that these teams are in. Uh, but obviously, Dallas continues to do good things for themselves overall. They lost to. They've lost to good teams. They've beat good teams. I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to do. There are still games in hand for them. Uh, and so now going into Saturday, Matt, what this is a loaded question because it's not really too direct. What are your expectations for, for that game, especially given the, the Predators have three days off in between? Uh, don't get outshot by as much as they did that. Like that's, that's that has to be one. priority number one, to be quite honest. That's, priority that's number good. two is obviously go get the win. Um, my expectations, this better be a close game there from a betting perspective. Everyone that I've talked to that is like doing look aheads for the weekend kind of thing have this game and they're talking about it where the minus one and a half means you take the favorite team to win by two or more goals. Not a single person I've talked to is willing to bet that no matter who the favorite is because going into this, nobody also knows who the favorite will be. Um, I think if Dallas wins their next game against the stars, I think, or against uh, the lightning, then I think Dallas will be the favorite in this matchup. But I, you, you just don't bet the favorite on here. That's how close it is that the betting community in Vegas as a whole has almost no idea how to call this game. I think the over-under is going to be set at five and a half, which just speaks how close it'll be. Um, I would still bet the under. Uh, and we've seen the season series, overtime, 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 shootouts. Like, that's what it is. That's what you want to expect as a fan. You Obviously, you want the win, but you want a close game. You play Dallas well, Dallas plays you well. Uh, you got a lot of moving parts that are going right now for the stars. Like Jason Robertson is just really making a case to take the Calder. Like he is just, he's unbelievable right now. Uh, it's tough, man. I, I don't even want to give out a final prediction and it's not me being a coward. It's just, I think this is a one goal game. I don't know what side that I want to put it on. If Saros plays average, then I think Dallas wins. If Saros plays the way he's been playing for the last eight weeks, then I think Nashville wins. That's the win condition in this game. Because other than that, I think Dallas has them beat up and down the lineup. It's just Saros is the like end-all, be-all with this team. I think that's a very fair assessment, especially because the Predators still are without Philip Forsberg, too. That's If, if the Preds had Forsberg, I would change my 
tone of the stars having beat up and down the lineup. And general manager David Boyle said that Forsberg pretty much not ready this week. You're yeah. looking at next week before any injured players potentially return. So getting close, but not there yet. And that would be a piece. Phil Forsberg would be a piece that could change the way this game could play out because it brings more balance to the forwards as well. Especially if you're able, if you know you can put him out there with Ellie Tolvin on the power play, and like, okay, then there's an actual dangerous, dangerous power play unit. It's more dangerous than it was because Tolvin is back, but it's still not as dangerous because they don't have to prepare for two immediate scoring threats like that on the wing. Uh, so close game. It needs to be a close game. Uh, they've, had, they've played plenty of close games this season, and there's no reason why this one would not be a close game because both teams know the position that they're in. Uh, I, I don't see it being a, a deal that is in Nashville necessarily because Dallas has had fans uh, as well down at their game, so it's not going to be necessarily different in terms of atmosphere. Uh, the fans, the team will obviously feed off the energy of the fans because that's been something that's been missing and different. It's just that little extra bump of energy. But then again, it's not like it's built in. Uh, the team's going to have to do something to make that crowd get up and roar and cheer for them to, to for them to have something to feed off of, whether it's a tremendous penalty kill or some great saves or a great shift of pressure in the offensive zone, something there. If they want that crowd to feed them energy, they're going to have to earn that energy as well. Uh, obviously the crowd's excited to be there, but they're going to have to earn that. And that's, that's what happens in Nashville. I mean, when you, you feel it now with more fans in the building that they have that type of energy there. And the, the players have talked about it, even just without being cued to talk about it now too, which, which is a good thing. Uh, and that's the Nashville difference, but this Dallas team knows what's at stake. They have some tremendous players. The Predators have used Saros. And like the, Matt said, it's going to come down to him. And it's also going to come down to how disciplined the Predators want to play. Yeah. Because Dallas's power play. I'm not going to say is better than Florida's on paper, but statistically, Dallas's power play fires at a better rate. They have a higher power play percentage, and special teams is going to make or break this game along with Saros because if the Predators don't improve how the hell they played on the penalty kill, it, Dallas is going to win if they get two power play chances. That'll be it. Because they'll go two for two, boom, done. Right. That is if Nashville keeps playing the way they played in that third period onwards, which I don't see happening. But my goodness, you want you basically want to forget about this game that it happened because getting right. outshot, even though they scored some goals, whoopie do like that's not a fun band aid to slap on 21 shots in the first period, 21 shots in the second period. Offense sure will keep you in a game like that, but that defense on a leaky ship will just sink you towards the end of the season. And mm-hmm. this is make or break time. No leaky shifts, please. All right, folks. Well, our next couple episodes are going to be mailbags until we have a post episode for the game on Saturday. Uh, Remember, remember, learn our voices. So if you have complaints to to know who you're complaining (laughs) about and to. So this is Justin. Matt, you talk now. This is Justin. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 (laughs) hey. That's Matt. So make sure you get us right when you're formulating your complaints to the complaint department on oh, Twitter. Oh man, you handle complaints That's... so much better because on this podcast I have to be like tame and nice. But on social media, if you like, if you want to have a debate with me, I'm all for it. That's fine. But if you come out slinging like an asshole, I'm gonna make you look like a dumbass. <laughs> and that's 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 my mo here. Remember, on that's Matt, and I'm Justin. All right, he's at best of Matt. Best of bat. (laughs) Best of bat. Best of Matt. I'm at Jesse Bradford and LO underscore Predators on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.